0: Hello guys, welcome in, it's Brad with College SportsCast and I am here today to do your week eight College SportsCast weekend wrap-up show. Executed. It's, I heard a fan offer free dipping dogs if I blew it. Wanted to have some fun, you know, execute. All right, Bob. Stay as a team, execute, give 100%. This not sound good. All right, guys, welcome back. Welcome in to College Sportscast. I am Brad. I'm here to do our week eight weekend wrap-up show. I hope you guys can hear me. I'm on t- today by myself. Um, John Roberts was busy this afternoon, he said he'll be on Tuesday Um, John Hammonds is probably got a funeral um, on Tuesday night So he will not be with me, Uh, but John Roberts will For the week 9 Big Fuss show, so looking forward to that Um, This is College Sportscast, welcome in We're presented by the Fanboys And we are featured on Let's Talk Sports, Sideline Sports, the Real Fresh channel on Sundays. Today's show will be, and we are also on WSBN TV channel 30, World Sports Broadcasting Network. You can find us on your Apple TV, uh, Roku, or Fire TV by downloading the BoxCast app. And once you download the BoxCast app, look for World Sports Broadcasting Network. Once you find them, you can find us, College SportsCast, on Channel 30. All right, man. So um, this past week, we had week eight of college football. There wasn't a ton of great games. There was a few really good games. Um, And then, you know, so we'll start out. I'll start out um talking about some of the best games of the week so i'll get that up on the screen for you guys some of the best games of the week um i ohio state and penn state was one of the best games of the week um it was a defensive battle wasn't a whole lot of offense in this one um Penn State had a scoop and score, scored 12 points. Um, Ohio State, he, uh, outside of Marvin Harrison, Jr., who had a really good day, 162 yards and a touchdown in catching, uh, receiving Marvin Harrison, Jr., who is excellent and one of the best players in college football. Um, Penn, Penn State had 12. Ohio State got 20 at home, one at the shoe, um, 20 to 12. So, that was one of the uh, best games of the week. And from there, you had Alabama and Tennessee. This was a tell of two halves. Um, Tennessee jumped out, looked like jumped out 13 to nothing. Um, looked like they were going to control the game, to be quite honest with you. Um and went in at halftime with a 20 to 7 lead in Tuscaloosa, by the way. Um, and looked like Tennessee was you know, going to uh, have their way with Alabama. And then the second half starts. <laughs> and um, they scored. Twenty seven unanswered points in the second half. I'm trying to check my sound. Yeah, <clears throat> they scored twenty seven un- unanswered po- points in the in the second half and beat Tennessee thirty four to twenty after they were up twenty to seven at halftime. So they literally scored a goose egg, zero in the second half. Um, and Alabama wins at home, um, coming from behind to win 34-20. to 20. Sorry, guys, I'm trying to check my sound. I can't tell if you guys can hear me. According to my side, my mic's going, but I'm trying to check it. Uh, Anyways, so we had that game. Uh, We had a really good game last night. I don't know if you guys were watching, but Duke and Florida State was a great game last night through three quarters. Um, At the very end of the third or the very first to the fourth, um, Riley Leonard, who had been hurt anyway with a high ankle sprain um, and was trying to get it out, re-injured that ankle and did not come back in when he re-injured the ankle. They were ahead 20-17. to 17. Um, And at that point in time, they led, they led the entire game. At that point in time, they were in the midst of a drive. And the backup come in and finished the drive down to about the three or four yard line, and it was fourth down. And Mike Elko decides to go for it. And I don't know why he decided to go for it, um, but he literally decided to go for it um, on fourth down at the three or four yard line instead of kicking a field goal. Would have would have been ahead by six. I don't know if it would have made a difference because the the last part of the game, I mean, Florida State scored 21 points in the fourth quarter after Leonard went down. So I can't guarantee you that it would have made a big difference. But it was definitely, it was definitely something that, uh, that, was a bad decision, if you ask me. I mean, you're, you're on the road. You're trying to beat Florida State for the very first time ever, ever. Duke has never beaten Florida State. And you're at their house. It's the fourth quarter. You have a chance to go up six points. You take the points. I, I don't really understand that call. After that, they give up a 97-yard drive, and the rest is history. Um, you know, they kicked their butts. Like I said, they scored 21 points in the, in the fourth quarter, and and kicked their butts in the fourth quarter after Riley Leonard went down, and Florida State survives, even though they were down just in, you know besides the fourth quarter of the entire game. Um, and then late last night, you had USC and and Utah. It was at USC, and Utah had a Two score lead. Um, they had a turnover late, and um, USC went ahead, thirty-two to thirty-one, with like a minute and twenty seconds to go, something like that. A minute and thirty seconds to go, um, and Utah marches down, kicks a field goal, kicks a thirty-eight yard field goal, I think, to beat them, thirty-four to thirty-two. Um, Utah is playing without Cam Rising. By the way, they announced today that Cam Rising is going to be shut down for the year, along with their good tight end is also going to be shut down. They've been playing without two key players all year and still have a shot at the Pac-12 title right now pretty much knocking USC out. There are five teams with zero or one losses in the um, in the Pac-12. I was trying to think, no. But, uh, so USC's other loss is to um, USC, I mean, to Notre Dame. Um, so they still have one loss in the Pac-12, so they still have a shot. But there are five teams. Um, you have Washington – Oregon, um, USC, Utah, and Oregon State that are still in the running. Um, and if you ask me, I think those were the four best games of the day yesterday. Um, yeah, I think I think those are the four best games. Sorry, again, I was I'm trying to check my sound. I think I'm still good. All right. From there, guys, I'm going to go to the College Football School Board. Um, and this is going to be a rundown of the entire week eight. It started on Tuesday. Um, we had Liberty beat MTSU 42 35. Liberty is still undefeated. I think they are 7 and 0. Jacksonville State. One at home, twenty to seventeen over Western Kentucky, and South Alabama, fifty-five Southern Miss, three. Then Wednesday last week we had FIU thirty-three, Sam Houston twenty-seven, New Mexico State twenty-eight, and UTEP seven. On Thursday we had Rice beat Tulsa forty-two nineteen, no forty-two ten. James Madison beat Marshall Marshall twenty. To nine. Um, on Friday, SMU 55, Temple 0, and then Saturday, the very first game was the Penn State-Ohio State game, which was won by Ohio State 20-12. to Oklahoma had a scare against UCF this week um, and come back right at the end, really. Um, it was at home. They were coming off of a bye week, coming off of beating Texas so you know I think they had a little bit of a slip up here um, mental slip up uh, in this game Plumlee was back for UCF um, and he played well and guided them um, really well throughout the day Oklahoma won 31-29 Air Force their quarterback did play he, he did start they beat Navy 17-6 they are 7-0 and still undefeated um, and then we got Mississippi State in, in Arkansas, seven to three. And that's a final score here, guys. Mississippi State played without Will, Will Rogers. Um, they started Mike White, the old Vanderbilt quarterback, by the way. Um, and Arkansas, I don't even, I don't even know what you can say about Arkansas at this point. They've lost six in a row. And their offense is next to nothing. And they got KJ Jefferson and um, Rocket Sanders has been hurt. And, and then you got some good wide receivers they brought in and they are doing next to nothing. And by the way, just right before I come on air today, thirty forty five minutes, uh, Arkansas announced they have fired offensive coordinator Enos. Um, and – it's not a shocking move at this point. I mean, Sam Pittman's in trouble, I think, here, and he's trying to save his job, I believe, and try to make a change here and see if he can get something going the last you know uh four games of the season because that's what they have. They're two and six. So um, you know, I'm not sure how that's gonna go, but that's what he's attempting to do here. Rutgers beat Indiana 31 to 14. Boston College 38 Georgia Tech 23 Baylor beat Cincinnati at Cincinnati 32 29 Cincinnati after a couple of a good start couple of weeks um, has had a rough go in the Big 12 Memphis 45 UAB 21 Ohio 20 Western Michigan 17 Charlotte beat, beat East Carolina 10 to 7 Georgia Southern beat UL Monroe 38 to 28. Bowling Green beat Akron 41 to 14. Oregon uh, beat Washington State 38 to 24. In Eugene, Alabama 34, Tennessee 20. Missouri in Columbia beat South Carolina 34 to 12. Tulane beat North Texas 35 to 28. Iowa. Really bad call at the end of this game. Uh, There was a punt return for a touchdown that was called back because of what they called an illegal um, uh, wave, uh, fair catch call. Um, He was not fair catching it. He was using his arms and waving his um, uh, blockers to block, and he picks up the ball, and he takes off and runs and scores a touchdown. And they call this thing back because they say that his arm was up waving for a fair catch. But here's the deal, guys. I always thought the rule was if, you, if you're if you calling for a fair catch, that your arm had to be above your head. I thought you had to raise your arm up above your head to, like, wave up, okay? That's not what this kid was doing. This kid was doing this and trying to wave his um blockers. And he picks up the ball, takes off. Punt return for a touchdown. He gets called back. Iowa gets beat at home by Minnesota 12 to 10. bad loss. Wisconsin beat Illinois 25 to 21. Nebraska beat uh, Northwestern 17 to 9. South Florida beat Yukon 24-21. Oklahoma State beat West Virginia at West Virginia, forty-eight to thirty-four. Oklahoma State is playing better. Ball State twenty-four, Central Michigan seventeen, Northern Illinois twenty, Eastern Michigan thirteen. Buffalo beat Kent State twenty-four to six. Texas had a little bit of a hangover after the Oklahoma game. They also had a bye. This is their first time playing. It was a tie ball game with like a minute and something to go. I, 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 Um, Texas wins in Houston, 34-21. Toledo beat Miami of Ohio, 21-17. UTSA beat Florida Atlantic, 36-10. New Mexico beat Hawaii, 42-21. Virginia gets their very first win against an FBS opponent, a Division I school, this year against a top-10 North Carolina team. Um, North Carolina was ranked 10th this week And they got beat at home 31-27 to Virginia's not This is their very first win Over an FBS school this year um, BYU beat Texas Tech 27-14 Kansas State Demolished TCU 41-3 at home Old Dominion beat Appalachian State twenty eight twenty one. Coastal Carolina beat Arkansas State twenty seven seventeen. UNLV, who is six and one, beat Colorado State twenty five twenty three. Barry Odom is there first season. By the way, great coach. I told everybody he was going to go there. He actually hired uh, Bobby Petrino to be his OC, and he stayed there for like six weeks and then jumped ship and went to Texas A and M. Um, but in, in the middle of the season, um, off season, um, and never done anything at UNLV, but Barry Odom's still getting the job done. They're six and one in the, in the mountain West, um, San Jose state beat Utah state 42 21, Michigan demolished Michigan state 49 to nothing at Michigan state, uh, Michigan state's in shambles, um. Florida State beat Duke 28-38 uh, to 20. LSU killed Army 62 to nothing. Utah beat USC at USC 34-32. Miami beat Clemson. It was in Miami. Uh, that's their very first home ACC win under uh, Cristobal, by the way. And uh, they are uh, they beat them 28 to 20 in a double overtime. Um, Georgia State beat Louisiana 20 to 17. Nevada blanks San Diego State 6 to nothing in a score. And UCLA in Stanford beat Stanford 42 to 7. If you guys remember last week, Colorado let Stanford score forty six points. They got seven at home against UCLA this week. Washington struggled last night as well after the Oregon win last week, but still come away with the win at home fifteen to seven. And that is your week eight college football scoreboard rundown. All right, guys, let's take a look at the week nine AP poll that came out a couple of hours ago, hour and a half ago. So Georgia remains number one, but they are losing some votes. Michigan is getting closer and closer, even though Michigan has one of the worst schedules in all of college football and really has yet to play anybody worth a damn. And I'm just being honest. Um, Michigan State yesterday, yes, it's a robbery game. Yes, they're usually decent. No, they're not this year. They're in shambles. Um, uh, They are closing the gap. But Georgia remains the number one team for the 19th straight week, by the way. That is the third longest streak of ever for a team to remain number one in college football. Only two streaks are longer. Um, that is USC streak from 2003 to 2005 in the Reggie Bush years. And that is also Miami's streak um, from 2001 and 2002. They did it 21 weeks. Right now, Georgia's at 19. Alabama slides back into the top 10, and I'll give you the rundown here. So we got Georgia, Michigan, number two. Ohio State remains number three. Florida State remains number four. Washington and Oklahoma are five and six, and they also stay the same. Texas moves up a spot to seven. Oregon moves up a spot to eight. Alabama moves up two spots to nine. Penn State falls to 10, which I think is a um, three-spot drop after the Ohio State loss. Oregon State is 11, Ole Miss is 12, Utah is 13, Notre Dame is 14, LSU is 15, and Missouri is 16. Then you got North Carolina off the really bad loss at home to Virginia um, that fell seven spots to 17 air for our louisville is is 18 this week i'm not exactly sure where they fall i think that's up a few spots um because they had fallen they were at 14 and they had fallen after um, the pit loss last week but um they are up to 18 air force is number 19 duke is 20 after their loss they fell a little bit uh, Tennessee fell four spots to 21. Then you have Tulane in the poll at 22. UCLA is 23. USC drops to 24. Um, they had dropped. I can't remember where they were last week because they got beat by Notre Dame, but they're, they dropped to 24 after two straight losses. And then James Madison comes in the poll at 25 this week. They're only in their second year of the FBS. They are not eligible for bowl. They have to go two years before they are eligible, but they are a Sun Belt team and they are seven and oh, maybe eight. No seven. I think. Um, and a really, really good team had a great team last year. They got ranked one time early in October. Um, And then they lost three games. So we'll see if they can stay in the poll this week or this year. They are now ranked at 25. So a little bit of rundown. I told you about um, Georgia's 19-week streak um, at number one. Iowa drops out. James Madison moves in. Air Force. Tulane and James Madison are all non-Power 5 teams that are in the poll. SEC has six. Pac-12 has six. ACC four. Big 10 only has three. Um, Big 12 only has two. Mountain West has one, American has one, Sunbelt has one, and Independent is one with Notre Dame. Um, and Air Force, that is the highest that Air Force has been ranked since 2001. I'm trying to remember where I've seen that at. Yeah, I think it's the highest Air Force has been ranked since 2001. They're ranked 19th. I think they were 18th that year. What from what I've seen. Pretty sure that's what I've seen. So there is a rundown of the brand new Week Nine AP Top 25. We'll give you guys a little bit of college football landscape talk here. So, you know, the power six right now, guys, is going to be the same from last week. I mean, you've you've got your top six, basically, that's in the AP poll. Um, you got Georgia and Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State, Washington and Oregon. I mean, Washington and Oklahoma. I had to think what I meant I was going to, trying to say there for a minute. Washington and Oklahoma. Um, that's, your, that's your top six, and right now I would probably put those top six in that order. Um, they are all still undefeated teams. Of course, Michigan and Ohio State play each other last game of the regular season. So one of those will be knocked out of the unbeatens for sure. Um, and we will see what happens with the the remaining teams, but um, those are the Power Six. I'm going to call, all right. And then you've got I'm you know I'm going to list another group of teams here that I think still have a shot at this. Texas, of course, is going to top that list. I think Oregon is going to be very high on that list as well. And Alabama is going to be very high on that list. Um, Penn State is going to be pretty high on that list. Um, so those four are probably would be my next four that I am going to mention. So that would be a top 10. Um. And then I'm going to give you some other teams that still have an outside shot at this. Um, Oregon State, Utah, to be honest with you, is setting where they still have a shot at this. Now, I think Utah is a little bit longer shot because they're playing backups and and still having a great year. But – But Oregon State, Utah, Ole Miss still has an outside shot. Um, Missouri has a shot at this. They still – in two weeks, they have a bye week this coming week. In two weeks, they will be coming back to play Georgia. um, The first week in November, it's going to be a huge game. Um, And, you know, they're seven and one. And – I mean, it's going to be a monster game. If they could somehow. Now, it's in Georgia because they lost 27-22 to 22 last year in um, in Columbia and, and led a whole lot of that game and had a chance to, to win. If they could somehow figure out a way to beat Georgia, they'd get the advantage in the East. So they still have that shot. Um, you know. I guess North Carolina still has that shot, and as of right now, you got to say Louisville does with one loss, to be honest, in the ACC. But I think it's Florida State's to lose, so I really don't count those two all that much. Um, but as of right now, I think those are the teams, so I'm really not going to count North Carolina and Louisville. Um. But I think those are the teams that still have a shot at the college football playoff right now. Um, I told you my 10. Then I said Oregon State, Ole Miss, Utah, Missouri. That would be 14. Tennessee's loss, USC's loss, two losses I think knocks them out right now with all the teams that are still up above them. Um, I really don't see North Carolina or Louisville doing it either. I think LSU is out, even though they are ranked 15th. They have two losses. I just, you know, with everything that's above them, I just don't see that happening. Um, so, I think that's pretty much the college football playoff um, picture right now. Landscape. So, that's what I'm going to go with, guys. All right. So, it's time for the good, the bad, and the ugly from week eight. Um, The good, I'm going to run through a few things. Um, You know, for me, Utah winning like they are, without cam rising and without their tight end that are good tight end. They're supposed to be back from injury and still having one loss and still having that shot in the pack 12 through week eight, I think it's pretty amazing. Um, so I'm going to list them. I'm also going to list Marvin Harrison jr. Kid is amazing. I think he's going to have the best NFL career that there is. Um, I'm still not sold on Ohio State or Penn State offensively. Uh, they both have good defenses, and, you know, they both still have to play Michigan. It's the only two games that Michigan have to play that all year long that is really going to matter. Um, and, you know, we'll see. I don't know if their offense can hang with Michigan's offense. So either one of them, to be quite honest with you. Um, Outside of Marvin Harrison Jr. yesterday, Ohio State's offense didn't look good outside of getting him the ball. Um, I think they had like 120 yards passing outside of Marvin Harrison Jr. yesterday. Um, You know, and they just didn't look good outside of that. So I'm going to list Marvin Harrison Jr., Alabama, six wins in a row, bouncing back coming from behind in two or three of these games um and they just keep chugging along and and and, and they're right there they're 5 and 0 in the SEC um they only have the one loss to Texas and they're still right there they're the only undefeated team in the West SEC West and you know you, you have to put them in there in in my opinion um Florida State took care of business um, last night at home. You know, I think they're right there as well. Um, and so did Washington. Even though they played kind of bad, they took care of business at home and, and, and won. Um, you know, so that was kind of the theme I thought yesterday because Oklahoma done the same thing. Um, Texas done the same thing in, in a game. That was on the road, but surviving – and and not playing great and surviving, kind of having a letdown day. North Carolina did not survive with their letdown day. Um, You know, so I I thought that was kind of the theme yesterday of the day. Um, I'm trying to think. If I am leaving out, Georgia had the day off yesterday so um, they had a bye week you know LSU's offense was definitely good yesterday uh, but they played army or they played yeah army uh, but they sure did look good yesterday uh, doing that James Madison getting in the top 25 I'll list them that's that's definitely a good thing. Um, The bad, Tennessee second half, I'm going to start with them guys. Like, you know, you're up 20-7 to on Bama at halftime. You've got to put some points on the board in the second half. I mean, if you're Tennessee and you're Big Bad Wolf Tennessee, you know, I mean, you've got to put some points on the board in the second half. And they just laid an egg, Uh, literally laid an egg, a goose egg, Zippo, Zilch, not a um, and that's definitely bad. Um, USC's defense. And what can you say? I mean, seriously. So I've done a little research. Lincoln Riley is 0 and three in the playoffs when he's made the playoffs. He's one in four in bowl games, okay? Lincoln Riley is. Lincoln Riley, in the four losses that he has in bowl games, has given up an average of 52 points a game in those games. 52 points in the four losses. That's the average. I mean, dude... There's more to football than just offense. You got to have some type of defense, and you have nothing. I mean, seriously. Um, I may even take that one on over to the ugly because I mean it's getting ugly out there. Um, but I definitely am going to start um, with with those two. You know, Penn State's offense. It's bad, guys. Yesterday was just bad. I mean, they they literally had a couple of two or three field goals. I mean, they had nothing. They had a scoop and a score. And I, I'm not so sure they didn't have a safety to get the 12 and a field goal. I mean, Drew Alar, they got a five-star quarterback, and they have what looks like nothing and nobody to go around him. Um South Carolina and Arkansas are both bad. They're both two and six, I think. Um, Arkansas, I know, is two and six. South Carolina, they might be two and five. They might have had a bye week. They're two and five or two and six, one of them. Um, They both look bad. Mississippi State looks bad in a win yesterday um, over Arkansas 7-3 to three. Um, you know the SEC West I mean you got Alabama LSU who actually play two weeks after Alabama's got a bye next week as well and they play in two weeks when they come back um, and you got Ole Miss so you know and and, and they've Alabama, zero, and Ole Miss and LSU have one loss. Um, and that's your – you know, the, one of those three teams is going to win. It's most likely going to be Bama or LSU, more than likely, whoever wins that game. Um, I, thought, I thought they were bad. Um, the ugly – I'm going to be honest with you. The first thing I'm going to talk about with the ugly is Clemson Tigers. And it's not so much getting beat last night in overtime against Miami. During the week last week, Dabo Sweeney made a statement saying that Maybe his team needed to lose some more games so the bandwagon fans would jump off. And then he goes into Miami, who has had some struggles. They've lost two in a row. Um, Lost one very ugly to Georgia Tech at the last minute a bad Georgia Tech team, not a great Georgia Tech team. And Dabo takes his team in after making a statement like that and gets beat by Miami, in Miami. Mario Cristobal's first in his second season, a season and two-thirds, his very first home ACC win, by the way. He's never had one in the ACC at Miami. He does now. He beat Dabo Sweeney after Dabo Sweeney says that maybe he needs to have some more losses so the bandwagon fans can jump off. Well, congratulations, Dabo. Honestly, congratulations. You're accumulating losses. I mean, I just, it's ugly. Like, what's going on out there is ugly. It really is. I don't know how else to explain it than that. Um, They've got a good defense. They have very little offense. They hired Garrett Riley. I still say from the very first game, they are not utilizing – Dabo is not utilizing the hire of Garrett Riley – You look what he did last year at TCU. You look what they're doing at Clemson, and it's just not the same. He is an air raid. He orchestrates his offense from the air raid, and that's just not what's going on in Clemson. Um, And I've got some people that are with the fanboys that will tell me different than that, but what I will say is this is just look at the numbers. And look what's going on out there. Um, and I don't understand how they can be so terrible offensively, but that's not why I'm putting them on the ugly this week. I'm putting them on the ugly for Dabo Sweeney and making as a head coach of the Clemson Tigers who he has worked his own tell off to get to the top of the mountain and has been there, you know, had, has, been there for the last five six seven eight years won two titles and then he gets and he, you know he, he's having a little bit of a struggle ended last year with a struggle and having a little bit of struggle this year and before this game he makes a statement again that maybe he should lose have a few more losses. So all the bandwagon fans can jump off. Well, that's ugly as shit. And I'm just going to be here to tell you, Dabo, that's, that's not uh, a, a mentality. That's not a, a title contender mentality. That's not a, a championship ACC contender mentality. That is just – that's not – you've lost it. That is ugly as crap and um you're my number one ugly for this week absolutely i don't think you can put it on anybody else congratulations you're accumulating some losses now with that said i'm gonna move on to some other uglies arkansas ugly man i mean they they did fire their oc this this afternoon right before i went on but uh enos is gone they got kj jefferson you know Pittman has a quarterback and he just hasn't been able to utilize him um i i'll get to that in a minute um he, he just hasn't been able to utilize KJ Jefferson. It's really awful what's going on there. I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen to Sam Pittman, but um it's ugly. I mean, getting beat 7 to 3 is ugly. So they definitely are on my ugly list. 6 in a row losses. They are 2 and 6 they have now fired their O. C. who they just hired in the offseason. Matter of fact, that he got turned down by two or three that he that he wanted to hire and, and comes in and hires Enos and can't make eight games. He makes eight games. He's two and six, six straight losses, and gets beat seven to three in his sixth loss, Mississippi State. That's downright ugly. That's all I'm going to say about it. So, North Carolina, yesterday getting beat by Virginia, who had had zero wins against FBS teams, and you're a top ten team in the country, that was an ugly loss last night at home. Ugly. I mean, just ugly. I'm going to leave it at those. Those are going to be my three uglies for the week, for week eight. Um, ugly, I, ugly I, I I didn't have them, I didn't have Penn, I had Penn State on my bad. I had their offense on my bad, not the ugly. Um, I think this is Jay, the Furman joust that's with me. So, um, speaking of Furman, they won a big game yesterday um, and, uh, number three in the um, FCS, and won a big game yesterday and now have the upper hand to win the SOCON. We will see what happens, but uh, they are aiming to be in the title hunt. So um, he Jay is the fanboys with the fanboys, part owner of the fanboys, and um, he covers Furman. And the Furman Joust is is here with us. But Jay, I had um, I had Penn State and their offense in my bad. So I appreciate you being on with me. But that's just so you know. All right. Lastly for the weekend wrap-up show here at College Sportscast for week eight. We're gonna take a week nine look ahead. Um, there are two games for next week that are um, ranked opponents, both being ranked. There are two games next week. I'm not going to go through all of these games by any by any means, um, but I will get to some. Tuesday night, if you're not doing anything else, Liberty and Western Kentucky at Western Kentucky should be a really good game. Liberty is undefeated, 7-0. Western's 4-3, and but they played a lot tougher schedule. And they have a great offense. It should be an entertaining game to watch. Just, just for giggles. <laughs> just to have a little fun. Jay says they're playing ETSU, Eastern Tennessee State, uh, next week, Furman. So, sorry, I was trying to get, to get to his statements here. But, all right, so my look ahead, that's on Tuesday night, this coming week. I think that would be a, a fun game to watch. Um, and then Oklahoma travels to Kansas next week. Um Kansas is 5 and 2, it's at Kansas. I think that could be an entertaining game to keep your eye on. Um, South Carolina and Texas A&M play. South Carolina is 2 and 5 and play 4 and 3 Texas A&M. It's at College Station. They simply cannot lose this game at College Station next week. Um Georgia and Florida play next week, which will be a big game in the SEC East. <coughs> What's up, Hammonds? Georgia and Florida play next week, um, in a what will be a big game in the SEC East. It is in the swamp. No, I'm gonna take that back. I don't even know where I'm thinking. It's always played at Jacksonville. I, I looked at it because they're always the home team in the bottom, but um, so. It's at Jacksonville, um, the cocktail party. So, anyway, it's in Jacksonville. It is um, next week. It'll be a big game in the East. And um, we'll see what happens in this game. You know, Florida's 5-2. and two. Um, They've only lost to Utah and Kentucky. So, we'll see. <coughs> we'll see what happens in that game. <coughs> Oregon and Utah play next week. That is one of the ranked matchups. Oregon's eight and Utah's 13. That is in Utah. That will not be an easy place to go in and win for Oregon. Um, And Duke and Louisville play next week. Is the other ranked opponent for next week? Um, Duke goes to Louisville. I don't know if Riley Leonard's going to play or not. I mean, he tried to play last night, played three quarters, had FSU down for three quarters in that game, looked really good. He gets re-injured on a sack, um, and the rest is history. So you know, we'll see what happens in that game. I'm trying to scroll through real quick and see if there's other. You know, Tennessee and Kentucky play next week. It's a big game for for me. I. Personally, it's an absolute big game for me, but it's also a pretty decent game in the SEC East. These are both five and two teams. The winner of this game will still be at least in the hunt, um, you know, for a second or third place finish in the East to be right there. Um, the loser I'm not exactly sure where they go from here, to be honest, but it's a big game for me. Um, Ohio State plays Wisconsin at Wisconsin. Colorado and UCLA play, but I don't think Colorado's got a shot in this game, to be honest with you. Um, Cincinnati travels to Oklahoma State, which could be interesting in the Big 12. Um, And then UNLV goes to Fresno State, and Fresno State's been ranked. They're 6-1, and UNLV 6-1. and I mentioned Barry Odom a while ago. I mentioned that he hired um, Bobby Petrino as the OC. He was there for like a month or five weeks or something and then jumped ship um, in like January and went to Texas A&M. So Barry Odom is doing a great job in year one out there. And he gets a shot to go to Fresno State this coming week Um, late. It's a late game Saturday night. I think that's going to be a good game to pay attention to next week. So with that said, that's my uh, week nine look ahead for college football. And I appreciate Hammonds and Jay being on with me. Um, Jay says to give him Texas A&M. Hammond says, yo, and uh, that's my look ahead for week nine. All right, guys, So on my next show, uh, going to have um, John Roberts on with me for the Big Fuss show week, week nine. Big Fuss show will be Tuesday night, October 24th at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can check us out and catch us there, and we'll have a little bit of fun, do some news and hot topics and and some debates. We've already got some news that's hitting. I told you about Enos firing, um, and we've already got some news that's hitting here on Sunday, so um, it should be a big week with a lot of stuff going on. So we will have some fun um, with John Roberts on Tuesday night with our Big Fuss show. And, man, I appreciate you guys being on with me and listening today and following along with the weekend wrap-up show. So y'all have a good one. We will see you on Tuesday.